And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello. We're coming from you live. Well, not live. You're not hearing this live. That's not how podcasts typically work. <laughs> but it's uh, it's me, Eric Corrine. This is Jurassic Pod, episode two. I'm coming from you at a hotel just... I don't know directions in this city. Just, just. <laughs> you keep saying coming from you. Just below Times Square, <laughs> let, let's say... Uh, in New York City, I'm with Holly McKenzie. How are you, Holly? <laughs> I'm good. Did you notice you kept saying I'm coming from you, not to you? Uh, no, but uh, we're not <laughs> we're not going to change that. We're just going to let people know how the yeah. magic is made, uh, or, or <laughs> something quite less than magic in some cases. Uh, how's it going? What's new? Oh, you know, it's uh, it's going well. I was not. At MSG, but you were, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah, my first trip uh, to MSG, my first game at MSG, completing the Eastern Conference uh, uh, list for me, uh, still a few was that out- your- Sorry, go on. That was- that's your only Eastern Conference arena you hadn't been to? Yeah, it's really weird that that was the last one. I think it's because, like, at the beginning- <laughs> Of my tenure, the Raptors were sort of boring and bad. Not boring necessarily, <laughs> but bad. Uh, so we yeah. didn't travel that much. And then when the Raptors got good, the Knicks got really bad. Uh, so a trip to New York <laughs> wasn't uh, wasn't in the cards. Uh, so this was my... Fr- and as I told the story last week, I was supposed to go to New York uh to MSG and then the pandemic hit. So game number one for me at MSG, just a few left in the Western Conference. Uh, Do you want to hear, before we get into the Raptors, who, by the way, had a perfect week. Uh, They have not lost in the Jurassic Pod era. Um, Yeah. Do you want to hear hear about my travel story before we get to that? I do. I do. I do. Okay. So Monday, or, or sorry, yes, Monday, game day, game morning. There's a shoot around going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, James mm-hmm. Herbert, friend of the podcast, I think we can say, uh, yes, tells yes. me to make sure to get to MSG uh, early. Sometimes there are issue, oh. issues at security uh, for shoot around. Uh, it ended up being fine there, but uh, I did appreciate the warning. So the Raptors are shooting around at about 1030. Uh I'm trying to be there by 10, 10, 10, something like that. Uh, Brushing my teeth, it's probably 20 to 10. It's a very short walk from my hotel to MSG. Uh, I'm like halfway through brushing my teeth and trying to turn off the water. And if you can picture it, it's like a faucet with a hot water tap and a cold water tap, uh, which Mm -hmm. are attached to the wall. Uh, and I, I try to turn both off and I can't help but notice that the faucet is still running. So I turn, but it's only hot water coming out of the tap. 
So I turn the hot water uh, tap one way, uh, turn it the other way. It's still running. And then it gets the hot water tap itself gets loose. Uh, and all of a sudden, <laughs> there is water coming out of the wall. Um, so it's just, at first it's just dripping. And I'm trying to hold, like, the the tap and pr- press it in. I told my wife, Andy, this, and she said it sounded like a sitcom. Um, I'm, yes. trying to, I'm trying to hold it, like, against the wall to prevent flow from happening. Uh... And I do that for a while, but you have to remember it's hot water. It's not like the easiest <laughs> thing to keep my hand there without like scalding myself. So I call, uh, I call the front desk a total of three times, uh, like increasingly panicked over five minutes. Uh, to make a long story short, at the end of, at the third call, by now I, there is no containing it and there is like a gushing flow of hot oh, water coming out of the wall. Uh, I quickly throw all my electronics up onto my bed uh, to avoid things getting wet. Nothing has broken broken that I've seen so far. My passport got a little wet. Uh, I might have lost a uh, pair of sweatpants in changing rooms. Uh, there was apparently <laughs> oh flooding down uh, floor four floors of uh, like below me. Uh, my the floor in my room was like completely soaked they eventually got it stopped but i changed in the uh in the hallway ran to msg and uh (sighs) the kicker of this is of course uh, i got there about 25 minutes before the raptors (laughs) got there Uh, as always (laughs) uh, so i did get a new room the good people at the hotel gave me uh some points for my trouble if anybody's concerned about that but that is like the biggest calamity i've ever had on the road uh like just a straight up flood so the one thing that confused me it wasn't the shower it was literally the the sink the sink yeah but the water came from the from the walls that's interesting yeah that's weird yeah it's i'm not gonna name the hotel because i i mean that's not really my style uh they (laughs) did it it's a chain hotel, a Marriott chain of hotels, like a specific brand of Marriott hotels that is known for its uh, economical use of space. Gotcha. Let's say. gotcha. Uh, so the sink is like very close <clears throat> to the bed uh, and like out, outside <laughs> of the washroom proper. Uh, oh my goodness. Yeah. But that was really smart of you to immediately grab the electronics. Like, I don't know. I don't. I mean, um, yeah, I probably would have thought that, but maybe I would. I don't know. I, I would have panicked. I, would have I, I mean, panicked. I did panic. Yeah, I have no idea what I sounded like on the phone with the front office person, <laughs> but uh, I did not. I don't think I swore at anybody. I just got, brought up my intensity and tried to convey the urgency of the situation. <laughs> uh, speaking of urgency, the Raptors are playing with a sense of it. Which is kind of, <laughs> yes. kind of that was pain, pained and labored, but as far as segues <laughs> go, uh, it's fine. Four and zero this week, uh, capped off by a captivating nine point win. I believe it was a nine point win over the New York Knicks in MSG, which I uh, mistakenly called a back to back because MSG, the Yes Network, showed a replay of the Knicks Pelicans game. On Sunday, that I thought was happening live, it was not. Oh, um, anyway. Well, you know we, why we, they were we, showing we, that then, right? We got that fixed on the athletic, by the way. Uh, why, Holly? 
because RJ Barrett had a career high 35 and it was, yeah, he was like the youngest Nick player to ever score 35. He balled out. at least 68 or 65 percent. Yeah, he was amazing. And yeah. we got to see some of that last night uh, against the Raptors Yeah, I well. did. I, Shout out to RJ Barrett. I predicted him for most improved player. Um, Ooh, nice. Spicy little prediction. Uh, we'll see if it <laughs> comes true. He was pretty good against the Raptors. Um, before we get into that game, uh, the biggest news this week, I would say, is A, Scotty Barnes continuing to be awesome, and B, him getting injured. Uh, before we get into that, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in the little rundown... And see, he wore skeleton Yeah, pants. and I was about to say, in the little rundown he provided <laughs> me, in all caps with an exclamation mark, <laughs> it says skeleton pants. So, what's your quick review? I loved them. It was festive. It was fun. It was cool. I kind of wish the shirt would have been skeleton-y and not just like sequin branding, but it was really exciting. I didn't notice it until, oh my goodness, the third of the fourth quarter, they showed like a clip of him on the bench standing and I was like, wait a second, what? And then it was so fun. I really enjoyed it. It was very fun. Uh, Did you see it? I I only saw the pictures. I mean, once I saw the pictures, I could see him live but like we don't know we're not in the locker yeah, yeah, room yeah. right now so it's not like we get a chance to see them up close uh before that he had two huge games in a row uh i believe it was 21 and 12 against the pacers uh mm-hmm, and he had mm-hmm. 21 against the magic as well in the big uh let's not call it a showdown between the fourth and fifth <laughs> picks uh because they're friends and they kind of play different positions uh, uh, and it's about, lame to boo uh, yeah. a rookie that's done nothing to you. Yeah, let anyway. me. So let's briefly touch on that. When uh, to to rewind, Raptors win by one point over the Orlando Magic. Jalen Suggs at the line. The Raptors are winning in the final two minutes by about seven or eight points. And uh, a part of the crowd is chanting, uh, "Scotty's better," which is Scotty Barnes pointed out. It's it's more love for Scotty. Than sure. for than anything negative directed at Jalen Suggs, but when you're saying Scotty's better, uh, it's you no, know, it's obviously, definitely negative. It's obviously directed at some, yeah, Suggs. yeah. The better refers to somebody. Uh, yes. So and Jalen Suggs then went on to hit his free throws, hit a three uh, that uh, plus an and one. Uh, I don't remember. I think it was Cole Anthony that set up. Uh, uh, Wagner, Wagner, yeah, Franz didn't Wagner, the, didn't... Uh, to bring it down to one point. And if Jamal Mo- uh, Mosley didn't <laughs> call a timeout, uh, I'm just saying, Jalen Suggs had the ball in his, in his hands uh, <laughs> with about six seconds to go and a one-point deficit, and he might have uh, broken some hearts. And I couldn't have... S- I would have to say that the Raptors fans who were chanting Scotty, Scotty's better would have deserved that fate. They would have. He almost had some Orlando magic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, I've been big on puns lately and they're not good at uh, all. They're but not, they're funny. Yeah, not not good, <laughs> but it's it's yeah. I think they're funny. It is like their um, it is their badness that makes it endearing. Uh, I think that the magic went on like a nine oh run after I think that they the, finished eleven on an eleven oh run. Eleven oh run. Game. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it was like the fans absolutely would have deserved that as much as fans can like deserve a loss, you know? Um, but yeah, I didn't like it. And I know people are like, Oh, whatever, like not a big deal. Um, 
It was just unnecessary to me. Uh, yeah, like, especially considering you know after like uh, he's done nothing to your franchise. There's plenty of guys if you want yeah, to like. Barnes was, you would have more reason. Barnes to. was picked fourth overall, and they immediately cut to Suggs because that's the person everybody expected to go there, and he was like standing up and clapping. So, uh, so yeah. let's uh, let's just. Take a breath. And if, also if you, they're friends. Yeah. The, the post-game um, photos they took on the court were adorable. Um, this rookie team, man, a lot of talent, but also a lot of amazing smiles these guys good, have. Good, I love it. Good vibes, good smiles. Uh, anyway, the I think our collective point is there wasn't a, short of, a shortage of opportunities to actively cheer for Scotty Barnes instead of cheering right? for him in opposition to uh to somebody else and that's the great point the great uh part of this for raptors fans is uh they've got a special one going on what have you thought about uh uh i mean before he missed the game against new york what did you think about (laughs) how he was uh performing in those last few games yeah uh the irony is i've been complaining about fans yelling scotty better but the reality is scotty better like scotty's <laughs> awesome man like wow uh i mean he was impressed he's been impressed he was impressive the first week as well but just seeing him the last two games before he was out against the knicks he's just doing it all within the offense like sometimes you'll notice he's playing really well and that's awesome but then other times it doesn't really feel like he's done that much he doesn't look out of place or bad or anything but you just don't really look at his stats and then you look and it's like he has a double double and you're like what how did that happen and then he finishes with he finishes with 21 and 12 or or in the Indiana game he was the person who clinched the game with free throws um in the final seconds like it just seems like no matter what is asked of him or the situation he finds himself in he's really calm and he's showing what he can do on both ends of the floor and also the mid-range shots he's he's hitting i i didn't expect yeah, any of that that's, and, that's the most surprising part for me right yeah, now like, like this was he wasn't just questioned as a three-point shooter. He was questioned as a shooter, period. And uh, mm-hmm. he definitely is seeking those shots out at various points in the game, for sure. And also just take the number of shots that he's taking. And then one of the coolest things this year to me has been how much trust Nick Nurse has shown in both of his rookies, both yeah. uh, Scotty and, and Delano. That's, um, uh, I love this, that, is, like, this is David Johnson erasure. Uh, <laughs> no, but I mean the two rookies that are uh, that are a regular yeah, part yeah, of the yeah, rotation. Yeah, 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 I understand. Two weeks in. Yeah, and Justin <laughs> um, Champagne. Champ- yeah, he was good against the Knicks. Yeah, he he, he, is he also uh, a played some good minutes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, um, yeah, I think it's awesome that Scotty can take you know seventeen shots or twenty shots or whatever it was, and Nick can say, "Yeah, you took a lot of shots." Take some more. Um, in the same in the same sort of sort of vein, there. Nick also having Delano Banton, the forty sixth pick. Not to switch topics too much, but that's what I do. Sorry, that's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, he's a regular part of the rotation now. Like he's playing in the first quarter, pr- coming in in the first quarter, pretty much every game. And looking at the draft, is there another second round pick who's a regular part of the rotation? Yeah. I definitely I don't know the answer to this question. <laughs> I feel like it's probably no, and if it if there is someone, it's probably only like one other player. So yeah, forty sixth pick, man. Yeah, I uh, I talked to Kem Birch uh, before the game on Monday and just asked him a bit about Banton, and he was like, 
I had no idea who that guy was, which is so <laughs> which is so weird to hear about Canadian basketball that players because we. Uh, I mean, we both, we've been covering the sport long enough that we remember and think of Canada basketball as I think like quite like a community, but like not a huge one. So like if there are guys coming up, the older guys will know about them. And Mm -hmm. and just for somebody to be able to make this sort of contribution in his first eight games for the Raptors uh, and for Kem Birch, you know, one of the... Yeah. Uh, sort of elder guys in this wave of Canadian talent, just to not know who he was before summer league. Basically, it's it's amazing. <laughs> and yeah, Delano Batten didn't play in the second half against uh, against the Knicks. And I think you know we don't have to. I, I wrote about this. Uh, it will be up Wednesday. Uh, Nick Nurse just coached sort of by feel and sort of a masterful way uh, that has me kind of worried about minutes piling up, but like I couldn't help but admire what he was doing on the sideline. But like in, in general, your point is well taken, like the trust for a second round pick, a guy who's like not a traditional point guard by any means, uh, who's, you know, back in summer league, they're tra- having to coach up to play at a faster pace, which is the main reason he's out there. Uh, and he's producing like he is one of the better Plus minuses on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's making mm-hmm. things happen. He also just seems like a crazy, intuitive, and really smart player. Like, if he makes a mistake once and then he's told not to do it, it's like it comes naturally the next time. Like, I feel like he has grown a lot since Summer League, like you mentioned. And, yeah, I think it's just an awesome story. I mean, it's cool. It's so awesome that he's playing for the Raptors and he's from Rexdale. But don't, like, get lost in that part that you forget that he's also – really freaking good for a 46th pick and we're only seeing the very beginning of what he can do and and who he may become which is really cool yeah uh just touching on scotty uh quickly to wrap up the rookie portion of this he did miss the game as i said against Mm -hmm. the knicks with a sprained finger uh i believe he did it uh Mm -hmm. on when he was giving a foul at the end of the pacers game so uh the foul they took before demata sabonis uh fired up the yeah. three. Uh, I saw him before the Knicks game. His usual shooting group includes uh, Delano Banton and Justin Champagny, uh, the rookies. They were going through the normal contact drills. He wasn't, but he was also lightly dribbling, I would say, mostly with his, uh, let's see, uh, most sorry, I'm not going to remember exactly which exactly which hands. There's only two options. There. <laughs> I'm not, uh, he was using his injured hand, but certainly mostly shying yeah. away from using it. But there was no wrap on it at the time. There was a bit of a brace and a wrap on it during uh, mm-hmm. the game when he's on the bench. They're calling it a sprain. His timetable's unknown. We'll update you as it comes along. Uh, they had X-ray done af- an X-ray done after the game against Indiana. Uh, an MRI done uh, on the day of against uh, against the Knicks. Uh, it doesn't sound too serious, but they're obviously going to play this one cautiously. Uh, I think is where that goes. Uh, and yeah, and obviously Scotty uh, made sure to um, contribute in the Knicks win after the Knicks win, despite not playing by. Um, I'm sure you saw his story on Instagram. You sent he it to me. I, to... I listened to it in Central Park uh, as best, oh, as, best okay, as, so as I could. Here. He filmed himself talking to OG about his career high on the team bus. 
And as you can probably expect, it went about how you would assume. Yeah. Um, Scotty was extremely enthusiastic and OG just wanted to get wherever they were going on the bus. Uh, OG, by the way, had one of his like most yeah. verbose scrums uh, following his career high 36 points against the Knicks. Uh, he was certainly shifted into an even bigger role given that Barnes was out playing 41 minutes. But yeah, like it was funny. Uh, uh, one of the members of the media, media relations staff uh, messaged me to say how chatty, uh, like comparatively chatty OG was being. And I said, you know, I was like, this is peak OG uh, to which the person, <laughs> to which the person responded. He just said uh, they were good questions. So they deserved good answers, which I don't think OG said, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I hope that's what OG. I, said. I, I, I hope it. I, I certainly do hope it was. Um, this episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com/courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, uh, so the Raptors spent the night in New York, but before that, OG Ananobi, uh, awesome against the Knicks in 41 minutes, yeah. 36 points. And I, I'll tell you what impressed me most, and, and maybe uh, we'll see how you saw the game from the TV. Defending Julius Randle is a load. Mm -hmm. It is a mm -hmm. lot. And Julius Randle was giving it to him and giving it to the Raptors in that first quarter. Yeah, 18 points for Randle. Randle is a thick, powerful dude. That's to take nothing away from Ananobi, who is the same. Um, but <laughs> he was just getting scored on. And he was absorbing most of those possessions. And to be able to do that and not only help hold um, Randall to, I believe, only four points the rest of the game, but get stronger with your own offense as the night goes along, despite absorbing those defensive possessions mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. and doing it in different ways. You know, uh, uh, certainly he had four three-pointers. I believe he took 12, which is a ton um but you know it made made sense but also doing yep. it from the mid-range a few drives here and there just a really complete performance and the way he stuck with it considering what he had to do on the other end is is really what impressed me yeah he was awesome i mean especially last night like especially against randall on both ends of the floor, you really saw how strong he is. I mean, I know we know this and we've watched OG for a few years now, but there's certain possessions and certain plays in games where I just think, oh my God, he is so 
strong. And I hate to do the Kawhi comparison just because it's yeah, it's it's, we, it's yeah, hard. You know? It's not fair. It's Pat. impossible it's to compare fair. anybody to Kawhi, yeah. basically. But sometimes there are possessions with OG where it's just the strength of his body and the way that he uses that strength. Where the only person that comes to mind for me, it, it does remind me of, of Kawhi. And there was one one of those drives that you were um, you alluded to earlier, or you me- you mentioned earlier. Uh, I just remember thinking, oh my goodness, his, his shoulders, (laughs) like, like there was no way he, he was going to be stopped, um, from getting to the rim. And yeah, as you said, like defensively, just being able to use that strength to like completely change the game from that first quarter. I mean, Randall was pretty much unstoppable and then that was it. We did, we didn't really hear from him again. Um, and and like you said, uh, taking I didn't realize it was twelve three point attempts, which sounds crazy to think of. Like if you told me, oh yeah, OG is going to take twelve threes, I'm gonna well something went wrong in that game. You know that's what I would have thought. Uh, but he was amazing. He scored all over the floor in all different ways, and um, defensively he helped change the game. So yeah, thirty six points for him. Um, awesome. What I can't awesome. Uh, what I what was really fascinating about that uh game and why i sort of wrote about it which is again coming out wednesday is that nick nurse doesn't make a single substitution mm-hmm. in the third quarter which by the way they won 38 22 he went with um he went with ken birch in precious achua's place uh mm-hmm. and we can talk about that in a bit uh but also the the rest of the starters the uh Mikhailuk, i can't pronounce his name is that it Mikhailuk. Mik- Mikhailuk. Mikhailuk. That's it. Now you're confusing me. Svi Mikhailuk, I believe is how you pronounce it. Um, Mikhailuk? That's that's what we're rolling with right now. Uh, (laughs) So Birch Mikhailuk, who was in Barnes Place, Ananobi Van Vliet, and Trent, all 12 minutes. And uh, I asked him about it after the game. He said there were a few points when he thought about making the shift uh, Mm -hmm. or, or making a change. And ultimately, it was just like... Let's just get to the quarter. We'll figure out the rest then. Uh, and in some ways, what he managed to do after that mm-hmm. was a bit more not. I don't know if impressive is the word, but like gutsy. Like he put out, as we mentioned, he put out Flynn for five minutes. He put out mm-hmm. Ch- Champagne. He put uh, he put Achua back into the game for five minutes. And while I don't think Achua was, you know, great in his second appear- in his second half appearance, when he's obviously getting pulled because his production isn't what you want, it's nice mm-hmm. to give him, like, if only for a player's confidence and a player's relationship with his coach, Definitely. it's nice to give him a chance to do something positive uh, mm-hmm. in the second half. And, you know, that probably doesn't happen if the Raptors are only up like six as opposed to mm-hmm. 12 or mm-hmm. 14, but Nurse read the room. And I think he uh, he read it correctly. So out of all, out of all those moves, whether it's Champagne, Flynn, uh, or the center shift slash handling of those minutes, what do you mm-hmm. want to, what do you want to talk about, Holly? Yeah, I want to talk about Cam, man. Yeah, that that stands Cam's to reason. Been, yep, he's been awesome. I mean, we talked about it a bit last week, but he was the he was a team best plus twenty in the in the game last night in his thirty one minutes. And I think the thing about Cam is just um, he's solid. Like you know what you're gonna get from him, and he also really knows his teammates well. Like he. He knows where he's supposed to be. He recognizes, um, you know, whether 
like what is a higher percentage shot, whether it's going to be him or whether he should like give the ball back. Um, and I, and I don't want to harp on Precious who didn't have a great game, but I think the the difference between Precious and Kem is the stability that Kem brings because you know what you're getting. Like with Precious, there's a bit of a, he's a bit of a wild card yeah. offensively. And, you know? and to be yeah. fair, they've asked him to yeah. push the limits of his game and, He's not striking the right balance right now. That's all. And that's going to that's gonna be a learning experience for him and a growing curve and all of that. It's not that he's doing, it's not that he, you know, is doing, is not doing what they asked. It's just that if you're in a game where, um, you know, you don't have a large lead or you're trying to take the lead, um, stability can be really good. And I feel like, Kem, you really saw how much the offense opened up in the second in the second half, especially that third quarter, like the number of threes they were getting. Um, yeah, Kem's really good with this group. I, I just thought he was awesome. And I I think you were at practice today. There was no, there they, they canceled practice, uh, which uh, we don't need to comment on. Did Kem on. talk today? Why do I feel like I saw quotes of He Kem talked after today? the game last uh, He talked after Monday the game. Night. Sorry, yeah. so that was from last night. Yeah. Um, I thought his quotes were really interesting where he was saying, um, you know, he's feeling good. Uh, but after the trade last year, his scoring went up. So people on the outside might think that like he's he's not playing as well to start yeah. this year because he's not scoring as many points as last year. The fact that he has like the um like the maturity and the perspective to be able to like look beyond that and to look the team's winning, I'm contributing, I feel good about my contributions. I think that that is really awesome. And we often talk about like things that you can't teach or things that can't come without experience. Um, I think he's showing that even just from how he's looking at what he's done. And yeah, I think he's been really, really, really good. Yeah, um, he's and and again, like he, uh, he didn't start that strongly and he was coming off of mm-hmm. COVID as he as he said. And um, he's really finding his his role within the team. I think I mentioned his floater last week, but his. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you mentioned how much more freely the offense flowed with Mm -hmm. him in the game. And it's not because Kem's creating a bunch of spacing out Mm -hmm. there. Like he took one Mm -hmm. three. It's not a situation you want to find and find him in much, even though like they're going to continue to experiment with it. But that that's not a big deal. But his functional spacing in terms of knowing when to cut into the top of the paint Mm -hmm. and his like consistency or, or relative consistency with what we should remember is a tough shot. Like just because it's in the paint, not all paint shots are created equal. Mm-hmm. That is, that's functional space. And he knows how to read his teammates. He, he got the shovel pass from OG last night again, uh, late in the game. And it's just, you know, uh, he's a veteran. He's an intelligent player. Mm-hmm. And it's impressive that he has learned his teammates that quickly and knows this when well, to help right? to, yeah yeah like it, yeah. it's been like two months total now if you include the first two weeks of this season <laughs> and the last month and a half of last season so uh pretty impressive stuff uh do you have any thoughts on if, if he should be starting going forward i mean mm, what, I what, like what do you expect very well yeah i feel like that may happen um i wouldn't be surprised at all if that change does happen um 
I don't feel super like passionately, you know, I, I think it's, in my opinion, it's obvious that chem is the better fit yeah. right now, but it's also like you said, like, I'm also not like mad at precious or anything. Like I think that he's going to continue to work his way and try to learn what works and find that balance, you know, that you were mentioning. Um, but yeah, chem, chem has been such a nice surprise. And just like, just like the calm that, that he brings when he's, he's on the floor. I really, uh, I didn't anticipate missing when it's not there, you yeah. know? Uh, and, and also I know this is sort of going back, but when you were talking about Nick, um, one thing that's really cool about Nick and other coaches that are really good is like uh, <laughs> just how important it is to roll with those things when intuitively you feel it, you know, like in that third quarter, not making yeah. a substitution that is rare, but, and it is, it's, it's a risk, you know, you're constantly weighing, weighing risks. Yeah. Like will, they have enough energy in the fourth. Am I going to push this too far? And even then in the fourth, when you're taking guys out to give them a rest, how long can you rest your starters? Are you going to push it too much? And this is off topic, but my mom texted me during the fourth and she was very stressed out. She was like, what are they doing? They have to get the other guys back in. I don't know why they're doing this. And lo and behold, there's a reason why my mother, I love her so much, but there's a reason why my mother is not an NBA coach and Nick Nurse is. Uh, yeah. So I thought Nick was awesome last night as well. It was just, it was just a great game. It's funny. Um, it's funny what you mentioned, like, cause you don't want to be beholden to rotational patterns, mm -hmm. but you also don't want to be stuck in that situation where your guys might run out of gas or you might right. not be able to get the optimal lineup on at the same time. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think he, he, you know, we're going to talk briefly about the guy who played the most minutes last night. So it's not like he struck <laughs> a perfect balance. Uh, and it's not like he's struck a perfect balance over the season. I think like he's probably going a bit harder on the win now than I expected. But mm -hmm. guess what? They've won five out of their eight games in four in a row. Yeah. So like yeah, they have won without, they, Pascal, without Pascal, Siakam, without Scotty without... Barnes in this last game and without Yuta Watanabe for all eight Utah, games yeah. as well. So like he's going a bit win now, but it's working. Like so mm -hmm. uh, I, I think – if and when Siakam gets back and there's no update there, I, I would guess within the next few weeks um, that yeah. should like just another player other than Van Vliet and Ananobi uh, and as it turns out, Gary Trent to soak up, mm. uh, you know, mid 30 minutes is going to help you bring down those minutes of the other guys. Speaking of which... <laughs> 43 minutes for Gary Trent last night, 26 yeah. points, another four steals, uh, a few... Deflection came. Yeah, yeah, he and Fred, I believe, are tied for most deflections. Uh, yeah. I think Gary Trent is right near the leaders in steals right now, mm -hmm. um, and certainly it got the offense going the last few few yeah. nights. He or had an off night in Indy, but bookended by a 19-point performance against the Magic and 26, uh, including a uh, quartet of three-pointers against the Knicks. Uh, yeah. I don't know how much there is to say about Gary Trent because he tends to be kind of a make-or-miss player, but uh, the defense is the revelation for me. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, you can say whatever you want about his offense. I know sometimes fans 
Uh, don't love some of his heat check shots if they're not going in. Funny how that works. If they fall, great. If they don't, ah, bad shots. Uh, the same shots that everyone's cheering when they drop are bad shots when they don't drop. You know how that is. Uh, but yeah, the one thing that isn't, um, like the one thing that the offense doesn't, his offense isn't impacting is his defense. His defense has been so good to start this season. And you see it in the hustle stats, the steals and the deflections. Uh, there was a possession last night. I don't know if you will remember it or if you saw the um, replay. I'm guessing they probably didn't show the replay <laughs> in the in the arena. But he ripped the ball away and they called a foul. Um and he, Gary was really heated. Like the mics caught him like full out screaming. Oh, I saw you. Tw- uh, I saw you tweet about that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the mics caught him screaming that like it was a steal and it was clean. And then the replay, or I mean, the Raptors showed the replay. Uh, it was such a good steal. He just ripped the ball away, and so you know, terrible call. Uh, but just that play in particular, I just loved it because I was like, man, this guy is just giving it every single possession. Like he has made this his mission, and he has been so good defensively. Uh, I don't think there's much to add on that. Uh, he's <laughs> that it's just it's, it's funny when I wrote about him seeing some Portland fans show up in the mansion saying, yeah, like this guy can defend. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. he did have that reputation in the bubble, I remember. And it just seemed like he wasn't in sync with what the Raptors wanted to do more than being a liability on defense at the after the trade last year. And he certainly has figured it out. Uh, So let's zoom out for a moment before we say goodbye. Uh, Raptors are five and three. They are tied Mm -hmm. for 15th in offensive rating, 106.6. They are eighth in defensive rating, uh, (laughs) 102.3. That gives them overall the seventh best net rating. Uh, Early sample size, blah, blah, blah. Whatever, what, it's does, exciting. Yeah, but but does uh, my question, I guess, is does does the performance so far change your overall outlook on what you're expecting, particularly before Siakam comes back? But for like the yeah. the big term, the long term potential of this team this year. Yeah, well, listen, you don't know this, and I'm curious to see your expression when I tell you this, but I did um, a Raptors season opening preview day with CBC Radio, and I was asked repeatedly my predictions for this team, and I said that they could be as high as fifth in the East. Because I think they're going to be a good team. And I think that the biggest thing for them is going to be they're going to be a nightmare to play against. That's what I thought coming into the season. I think we're seeing that. And they're going to play hard every night. I didn't think there would be games where there'd be a lot of like lack of effort. effort. Yeah. And especially in that Knicks game, like they were down in that game. The way they turned that around was super impressive. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. I called the game over. When they were uh, <laughs> they were down ten or twelve in the first quarter, and like mm-hmm. the offense was just so labored in that first quarter, mm-hmm. and it was hard to imagine a world in which, like a few quarters later, they'd put up thirty eight points. Like uh, that, yeah. that's it was almost impossible to believe, but. Uh, that just shows how stupid I am. Uh, but you're also look. you're on the road. Yeah. You don't have Pascal. You don't have Scotty, who's been like you know one of the best players on your team to start yeah. the season, which is also crazy. Yay, Scotty! Yay, rookies! Um, you don't have Utah. You're on the road. You're in MSG. MSG has a little bit of hype right now, as they should. Best 
video <laughs> to come out of the NBA was the fans after that opening night, the bing yeah. bong thing that I've watched that so many times. It's ridiculous. But it, it's easy if you're down that much in the first quarter to just let it go. It's easy to just like let it go. And before you know it, the game has spiraled into a 25 point lead. And that didn't happen. Um, and I did think the Raptors would be like this. But I also thought that they would have a really rough first month, first six to eight weeks um, without Pascal and then bringing him back and getting, you know, the rookies accustomed to NBA. But they've blown me out of the water with how strong they've started considering those things. Yeah. And as we saw last year, like you expected, like uh, what you you saying that you expected a rough start. I kind of mm-hmm. did as well. But that can define a team season. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like not the. I think the Raptors were on their way to coming back, and if the 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 issue with the protocols and COVID didn't happen, right. maybe the season turns out. I, I mean, I think the For season sure. does turn out differently. How differently, I don't know, but certainly affects some <laughs> things. But, uh, but that start of the season, the two and eight start when they lost a bunch of close games. They couldn't really recover from that fully. And knowing that they won't have to do that now, and mm-hmm. they have one of their most productive players coming back, hopefully in short mm-hmm. order, that certainly raises my uh, optimism about where the season <laughs> can go. I think before the season, I said something similar to what you said. I said, like, their, their ceiling is like fourth or fifth in the East. Their floor is like 13th in the East. Like it it could, and I think I leaned a bit closer to the negative. Like I I was in the middle of that, obvious. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I said they'd lose in the play-in game. And so I I was (laughs) leaning negative. And I think the start, has me leaning positive now like not you leaning negative and me leaning positive yeah yeah, i know hard to believe like so like (laughs) instead of and and like these are just markers nothing like i'm predicting hardcore but you know Mm -hmm. it's easier to envision a world in which they're hosting the seven eight play-in game now or or like they somehow find a way into the you know sixth or fifth spot that seems more plausible than them really bottoming out this year it's Mm -hmm. very early days but that's just sort of how my mind how the team's performance has changed my mindset early days but happy days i feel really good about it happy days and last night was fun happy days indeed oh, sorry what what night was it monday, monday night? night yes sunday night no it was monday monday night, night. Yeah. monday night was fun today is tuesday uh indeed uh coming up this week washington on wednesday mm-hmm. i'm about to hop on a train there which i'm excited about because i like the train uh, Cl- that is exciting. Cleveland on Friday, where we get mm-hmm. probably Scotty Barnes 1A for best Please best give rookie. us a Kevin Pangos. Um, give us Kevin Pangos. Uh, I was talking about Evan Mobley, but Kevin Pangos is also technically a rookie, <laughs> I believe. Uh, but yes, yeah, so it'd be nice to see uh, Newmarket's own. I believe he's from Newmarket. Um, and mm-hmm. Brooklyn... KD and uh, James Harden come on Sunday. I'd yeah. really like to see Scotty Barnes have to defend one of those guys. That'd be fun. Um, that would be really fun. Any Anything you're looking forward to quickly before we say goodbye to the good people? I'm looking forward to it all. I, <laughs> I feel like the Raptors have, uh, it's four wins in a row. 
Um, I'm really curious to see what happens in Washington. Washington has been in some crazy games already to start this season. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm just, I feel really happy. And obviously there was a really great game last night. So that is some of it, but it's just exciting. It's exciting when you have a rookie that's playing this well. It's exciting when Gary Trent Jr. is, you know, showing this defensive side that is just awesome. OG. Maybe we're watching OG become a star. I like I just I'm excited. Yeah, it's I'm on the table. There is nothing better as a fan to watch a team with like reasonable or low expectations and just, tons of potential. And, but tons of potential just exceed them improbably. And I think not to get too positive, but that's how this season has started. Will it stay the course? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean they're almost Yes, there already have been ups and downs, so there will continue to be those, but uh, more good than bad, for sure. Also, shout out Pascal being on the bench and just being an awesome uh, teammate, just like encouraging his teammates and being so into the game. I'm sure it's really crappy to have to miss moments like this um, and just, you know, have to be out for so much of the start of the season. So he's been he's been really great on the sideline. Pretty sweet roots jacket last night, too, for Pascal. Uh, I got to get on a train, Holly. Thanks so much for joining me. We'll talk to y'all next week sometime between the Brooklyn game and the Boston game, I believe. That's on the following Wednesday. Uh, Holly. Send good vibes to Scotty Barnes's hand, finger, thumb. thumb. Yeah. I'll I'll send them to all three just to be sure. Um, Yes. (laughs) Thanks for joining me, Holly. Thank you so much. See ya. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.